Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 65 of the Coffee Club Podcast. Welcome back to you all listening. Welcome back to George Beamish. Missed him last week because of the big wedding of his brother. Wedding. George, great to have you back. How's the wedding, Just bro? Full full days of whining and, and whining and dining. No, it was very, very enjoyable. As as we just discussed before I got on, I I got asked to be MC about a week about a week before, um, along with uh, the bride's two little brothers. So all three little brothers were on MCing, um, which made the last morning before the wedding <laughs> a small panic. It was one of those situations where it's like ah, it'll be fine. Like we'll just put a few notes down and then probably wing it and then pretty much the night before like we're like all right shit actually we should probably plan this out a little better (laughs) and so we actually had some had some things written down for in between each bit and and color coded it we we were quite prepared and then between uh in the drink session after the ceremony pre pre pre-reception we did a run through and glowing remarks apparently so if you know needs a wedding MC, hell yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, no, beautiful day. Yeah, that, how good are weddings? That is stressful. Yeah, just a weddings lot of love, isn't it? So many, so many tears. I was all, all cried out by the end. Damn. How was Simon? Yeah. Has he teared up? Um, <laughs> I can't remember actually. I think definitely the ceremony. I can't remember if during the speeches he spoke well. Oh, Simon. Yeah, love that. Yeah, he he's did. quite a stoic, stoic individual. So to get a tear out of him would be quite an impressive feat. But yeah, man, wedding season, wedding season. So awesome for you to get to experience that after it got delayed a I whole know. year. The other big thing that's happened in our lives and the lives of the other 7 billion people on the planet is the FIFA World Cup ended today. And we have um, in the midst FIFA bracket challenge champion, George Beamish. Unfortunately, Ollie, I don't think you made a bracket, did you? No, I was a bit late to the uh, to the party, um, but I definitely feel like you know when you like do like f- f- fantasy football and stuff like that, you're like, oh, kind of glad I missed out. It's a bit of a hassle. Definitely upset that I missed the bracket because uh, that would have been really fun to do and to follow. But um, Ollie was trying yeah, to make a point. I heard George won by a sorry, George won by a short margin. I heard. No, I did indeed. Uh, yeah, Ollie, I feel like that was the week you were trying to make a point of uh, not doing FIFA and, and not doing Secret Santa. <laughs> Ollie was being alternative. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was, really I was making anti, a statement. Anti contribution <laughs> to, to fun. I was anti fun. I actually, I would have done the bracket. I just didn't know. I think it got sent in the. Um, what chat did it get sent in? Because I might have muted that chat. That's, a, that's, a, that's a terrible excuse, bro. That's a terrible excuse. You knew yeah. what was happening. No. Nah. It, 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 it's, it's, not, it's not actually yeah no excuses i think i just i don't know I, maybe i looked at it and i was like oh that'd be fun and then i didn't do it i don't know what happened but wait i came fourth who shot. came third pretty really. pretty terrible view I if you're watching uh, your screen I apologize. is yeah oh, I'm your on screen's on yellow i need to change that that's better there we go, there we go. but you can't see, I can't this, see the all right i'll just read it out yeah. can you stop trying to be difficult on video george Beamish, 100. Well, I should know. I started the bottom. Lord of the Massages, Massages, Carlos, uh, our good friend from Spain, last place, 65 points. Ma- last out of five. Oh, tough. Mac Daddy Morgs, 87 points, fourth. Darth Valos, Carlos Villarreal himself, 97 points, third. Mario, 
120 and top of the table myself 121 a one point victory <laughs> ridiculous yeah. ridiculous i mean first off congratulations second off i have a bone to pick because i forgot my login so i haven't been able to check my bracket and follow along but i picked the winner of the tournament so i feel like i should have done pretty well how am i coming second last if i correctly picked argentina i don't understand morgs the final you had argentina beating england in the final yeah so england didn't do i mean they did okay i just don't understand how can you explain to me how the points work? Because you mentioned Honestly, it's kind of weird. I never really figured it out. I thought it was going to be like ESPN's bracket, March Madness, March Madness, where each round the points double. So it's like it's not one point, but pretty much one point for the first round, then two points, then four points, and eight points, then 16, etc. So then yeah. you get like rewarded for picking the games further on. It seemed like... There, were, there was no reward for getting the final compared to getting the group stage games right. And I Seriously? just happened, I had the best group, like I was leading after the group stage and then mm-hmm. no one caught me because there weren't very many games left and the games were worth the same amount. That makes no sense. <laughs> Wait, here, here's my final stupid question as someone who doesn't know how brackets work. Do you have to pick... So for the final, I picked Argentina winning, but I picked them beating England. Do I get points for that, or did I have to pick them beating France to get the points for it? Do I? Do you have to pick the losing team correctly as well? I think you would have got those. I think if you would have just sense. got the points in the semi-final by picking England. Okay, uh, France. Or, yeah, like if you would have got them already. Yeah. Okay, shit, I don't know. I'm confused. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm second so last, lost. I'll take it. How many? games uh, and the most person who won in the world got 171 points how many games were there total see were there 171 <laughs> games you're not that you're not that far behind them no. 171 sounds like an astounding amount of games there's no way there was no, there definitely that wasn't i i maybe because picking the no because you if you picked the order of the groups that's how you got a bunch of points like first second third fourth in the in the groups you got a bunch I was 13,269th in the world, so not great. That's pretty good out of 7 like billion. Solid. I feel like a lot of people do the brackets. Country of residence. Yeah, I'll take Country that. Country of residence. Let's do New Zealand. Oh, I probably don't. I, maybe I didn't have it in New Zealand. Oh, 49th yeah, in New Zealand. Nice. That's not bad. Wow, there's okay. only about 50 people in New That's, Zealand. Yeah, but there's like, there's like 50 <laughs> people in New Zealand. <laughs> you came Good second fun. last in New Zealand, George. It's not a big deal. Yeah, All right, enough about that. Enough about the FIFA bracket yeah. challenge. So nice job. We're still all here down under during our Christmas time. Congratulations, George. Um, better luck next time, Ollie and Morgan. So we'll start off if with just some personal young. updates because Ollie and I last week gave a bit of a spiel on how we're feeling about being home and all that, but we haven't heard from George for a couple of weeks now. So. You know, how's the training been back in New Zealand? Because honestly, coming back home for Ollie and I both, I think we've had a great time training, but it's just different from Boulder. Like some things are better, some things are worse, obviously. So how have you been finding it? I've had, yeah, maybe like you guys, I've had a great time training, but if you want an, if you want an, an ego 
check on your fitness, go to somewhere super humid <laughs> and do a bunch yeah. of hard running. It is so much harder than running at altitude if it's super humid. That was one of my one of my uh Damn, that's a, that's, a, that's a big statement right out of the bat. Well, backed up by Ritz. That's where that's he, he like posted on one of my that. workouts. He's like humidity is way harder than altitude. <laughs> something something something. Wait, Ritz said yeah, that. Yeah, he posted on there. Then why don't we freaking live it out? Uh, well, I think it depends if you're acclimatized or not. Yeah, that's probably true. But also, is it it's is it hard without getting the benefits? Like altitude's hard, but you get the benefits. Like, what are the benefits of humidity training? True, true. You do get like, similar benefits from humidity training. Yeah, I'll mention now. But if you're competing in humidity, then I guess it's like climatization. But like we will, I don't know if yeah. these boys in Sydney, no, but I feel like I'm living in the tropics here. It's rained every single day since I got home. Like we're barely getting a summer. Every run has been like. Yeah, we've rained a bit. It's a bit cold here, actually. 85% humidity, pretty much. I was doing, what was our last? Did you guys do two miles the other day? Was that a workout we had? No, I got that uh, tomorrow. Maybe you guys, because of your travel, you swapped the days or something. Yeah, well, I thought I was had a long run tomorrow, and then Ritz has swapped everything, and I have, because like, I just worked out on Sunday, and then now I have another workout on Tuesday, and I was like, oh, shit. Maybe it's the long run. Didn't really realize that because it's kind of tough. So on my run, I'm just my last Strava run, nine miles, humidity, ninety one percent. Like that is outrageous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, George, it's not like that here in Sydney at all because what the story of Sydney has been every day it's been like, wait, is it summertime? Because it's been windy and raining and cold. I've been I pretty much was not going to bring a puffer jacket and last second i just threw it in the bag because i was like oh, i may as well just in case and i've had to wear it literally every day so far so the summertime has not come to sydney yet or at least it was here for a little bit and then when i ollie and i returned home it vanished so it's been quite cool actually pretty good training conditions though i've just been running easy and stuff so i've been chilling but yeah we haven't been facing the humidity that you've had to do so that's been pretty nice for us, I guess. But do you have like nice spots to run around where you where you live? Like, do you go go on the grass or like trails or what's it it's like? It's actually for you? super nice. Yeah, I should um, I should post more photos of it on Strava as requested by Sam Parsons yesterday. Um, so I pre- I live in like kind of a few hills which have a bunch of trails, but it rains every day, so they're so muddy. So I go down on the flats, and I live in like a a winery like orchard region. So it's just a bunch of like fruit trees and wine stuff. And there's all these limestone paths that connect wineries for people to do like biking, wine tastings, <laughs> pretty much like go to a winery. Amazing. Hammer some wines and then like bike to the next one and then drink a bunch more. <laughs> so there's like heaps of limestone paths like that for biking around. And they're actually perfect for running on. They're like nice and wide, kind of like a Davidson Mesa wide, but then the surface is actually nicer. And so the spot where I did the spot where I did wow. two miles the other day was the most perfect spot to do a two mile ramp. Dead flat, like along a river, on perfect limestone in a straight line. And then so I just went out and back. It was so nice. And but it was ninety something percent humidity, so it was really hard. But yeah. all right, well we next time we're coming to you for a training camp, I, should I give guess. A, sounds like you're gonna get I should super give a fit shout there. out to the sports park too. They've turned in the like the 
the track here into this whole big sports complex. And in the last two years, they've put in a 50 meter Olympic pool there. There's a huge gym with like an indoor track straight, like a 60 meter straight, a gym, Olympic pool, hockey turf, like water polo, there's netball courts. Like it's like a campus. It's amazing. Actually, it's really impressive. So Athletics New Zealand has hooked me up with a like gym membership and some physios there, which is pretty sweet. And it's like 20 minutes from my house. So, oh, and it has a uh, limestone loop around the outside of the track, which is like a mile and a half. So you can do like 200s on the track and then strength stuff around the outside. It's pretty ideal. Wow. Well, sounds like you never come back to Boulder. Because it seems like this yeah. setup there sounds just absolutely ideal. So, man, I want to get out there now. That sounds so nice. But, no, it's good to hear that you're able to crush the training down there and just be with the family and all that because it is so nice to be able to do that for a little bit. But one of the things that we didn't talk about yet on the show, which was probably the biggest race in the last couple of weeks, was the European cross-country meet, which an absolutely amazing meet. I think all of us wish that Australia and New Zealand were somehow part of Europe just so that we could – compete in European cross and European track is like an under 20 under 23 and it is open because it just seemed like always such fun races they do a really good job with them and I don't think we'll do like a massive rundown of the races or anything but um, I watched just the senior race so just to see Jakob get down and dirty with the boys and crush it looked pretty good did you guys watch any of the races I actually didn't I just saw some cool videos there was some cool stuff on social media yeah from the races yeah Young, they do. They do such a good job said with it. Passoni couldn't run. Did he get COVID or something? Yeah, he got sick. Probably right. I don't know. He probably got German flu or something. I don't know what they have over there. But he got the schnitzel flu. <laughs> he got the schnitzel flu. Schnitty oh. flu for Sam Parsons, so you, which is unfortunate after traveling flu. all that way. Jakob has never lost it yeah. at European Cross. Is that right? Yeah. Like in the. I don't know if that's true, but it seems I saw how many times he's won. I think it was, it was like, it was like three under 18, was it under, however it works, like three of the youngest under 20 20, and then like two under 23 and then like one COVID one and then like that skipped and then he's won the last two in a row of seniors or something. (laughs) The COVID category? (laughs) (laughs) I guess the only year, and and he hasn't missed a single year. The COVID win? Like he's been every single year. No, he's very consistent. A lot of respect for that. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he, so I watched the race and he just was classic Jakob where he was just at the front pack and very controlled the whole way. And then it was a bunch of loops. And on the final loop on the hill, he just pulled away. And once he started to pull away, he just like the separation that he created to second and third in such a short period of time was so impressive. And, it didn't even look like he was like trying that hard really. So he came away pretty easy with it. But what I thought was super cool was his interview after it, which I think I was talking to Ollie about him. Did you watch that, the interview, George? Because you were mentioning it I think as I well. just saw the quote that said, I'm coaching myself. <laughs> is, is that the basis of it? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so that's what, that was the clickbait title that got my attention. That That got my click because I was like, hang on, he's coaching himself. That sounds interesting. But even beyond just that, it was a very informative 
and very cool, candid interviews. So I guess I'll fill you guys in on a little bit on it. The coaching himself part I found really interesting because there's been this perception that since him and his dad broke up that Henrik has been coaching them. But the way he talked about it made it sound like the whole time Henrik hasn't been solely coaching him. It's been more of a team effort where Henrik, Philip, and Jakob all write their own training, but they collaborate on it and they discuss it. You know, they kind of plan it out together. And so I guess that's the way it's been for like actually quite a long time. That's not like a new thing that he's coaching himself. It's just how it's been the whole time, but the perception of it has been a little bit incorrect. And the way he described it, the way he explained it was really interesting because he kind of just said how if you knew from the inside how they used to operate, even with Gert, it wouldn't be as big of a deal that he's coaching himself now because even when Gert was coaching him, apparently he had a pretty big input in the training. He would take a lot of responsibility for it. And he went on to say how he feels like every runner needs to do that essentially. You know, he said how when you're out there racing, it's just you. So in your training, you need to take responsibility for it and you need to understand like why you're doing what you're doing. So it was just that's like really impressive to like- That's what he said in the interview? Yeah, he says so mature like when he talks- <laughs> Yeah, he's so mature, like the way he talks about it. He must be actually a really smart dude. And for someone so young, like he yeah. must know so much about running, like what you obviously he does. Yeah. I mean, I would know a lot about lactate testing if I was doing it when I was 10. So <laughs> he's, I imagine, he's, doing it I imagine he's had like, he's had a lot of years. He's had a lot of years of this um, and a lot of exposure to it. So it's it's nice to hear that he's actually like soaked it all in and has articulated it in a way in which he can like be very, very confident in his ability to write his own training, be very, very responsible with um, taking accountability with it too. I feel like that's just a reason why he's, you know, one of the best runners around right now. So, How do you guys think you um, would go at that? You know, like I think that's a great insight. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I would. How do you I think you'd know. go at that? I think it's very opposite to me though. Very opposite to me. I How just, so? I just, uh, well, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> So I literally just turn up, look at the final surge or ask what Dathan's doing, and then I just go do it. So I might need to change my mentality and actually uh, pay attention. If you had to coach yourself for a week, Ollie, it's pretty cool that he If you had to coach yourself for a week, yeah. what do you think you'd do? Oh, no, I'd be useless. I'd, I'd be at the pub. I'd be useless. Absolutely probably just useless. a week, probably so just a week off. Ollie's training. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I have a support system. That it wouldn't be a week off. Ollie would just crush every single run and then he'd go to the pub after the Definitely run. Definitely no doubles. That would be his recovery. It would, his it would be no doubles. It would be, it would be getting yeah. the run out of the way. No, I would do like... As soon as possible. Yeah, I would do like the classic... Uh, if there was like a 15-mile day where you're supposed to do a double, I'd do just 15 miles in the morning at six-minute pace and then head to the pub get it at done. Probably get Probably get Tuesday's run but, out of the way too. I mean, it, probably just... Put Tuesday's run yeah, in on exactly. Monday. So then, then you've got the rest I of I do an eight-mile cool down after the workout <laughs> so I don't have to run in the afternoon and play video games <laughs> in general. But it's, it's really cool, I think, Morgan, because when you talked about it, I watched his interview and I think it's it's very nice to see him being very open about it because I feel like some, I like going through um, a few years, I was thinking they're very closed doors, very like secretive, but... It seems they've been very very open about like despite despite the except for the reality TV show. 
Well, I don't even. I mean, to be honest, I haven't watched much of the reality TV show. TV show, <laughs> but did they show a lot of the training, like the workouts? That yeah. did they tell you what they were doing? Yeah, and Gert Gert released a book of like the training and stuff. Like it's oh really? I think I think it's a lot of it, it's obviously in Norwegian, but they're actually extremely is called, open. Is it called Girding to it? Getting to it? No, he's uh, just yeah. called uh, Gert Gerten for gold. <laughs> Gurton for gold. Oh, I raised an Olympic 1500 meter champion. Gurton for gold. Raised an Olympic champ at 21 and then sell out. (laughs) Yeah. Lovely. I got to read that book, bro. Yeah, you just got to learn Norwegian first and then you'll uh, find out all the secrets. But I have been thinking, uh, George, I have been thinking about coaching myself while I'm here just because when you're away from your coach, you obviously take a bit more responsibility for what you do. And I would love to try it at the end of my career, like with kind of a mental figure, you know what I mean? To bounce ideas off. I can tell you what, if I was coaching myself, I would definitely be doing a shit ton of lactic testing though. Cause I'm a bit of a pusher, as you guys may know. And pushover. Yeah, I'm a bit of a pushover. And so if I <laughs> if I didn't put the things in place to hold me back like uh, doing lactic testing during a threshold workout, I would probably just do the dumbest shit all the time. That's what I've realized. Who would be a mentor? <sighs> probably you, I guess. I feel like it was a few... No, no. You know who it should be? It should be, honestly, who? just get um, get Michael Smith to be your mentor. Not coach you, but just to be there to like when you go to a race or like doing the marathon. He just gives you like a 30-minute phone call and then you just feel like you can take on the world, you know? Did you say Mike Smith? I, I thought Smith, he said yeah. Gert Smith. Your mentor. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was Gert like, Smith, yeah. Who is that? Michael, my, my, the, the collaboration <laughs> of Gert and Michael Smith. Gert Smith. The dream team. Just, that as an individual, as a mentor, honestly, you would never lose a race, Morgan. You'd never lose a marathon. You wouldn't. It's You'd impossible to lose with that Gert, Gert team Smith behind you. That world, mentor. Yeah. Gert so, Smith. <laughs> what about you george um, i think like you well if you're coaching yourself you're probably also training alone a lot which then i think like dick testing would be good um mm. i think i feel like i would be i would be all right at it but i would never know when when to when to do super hard stuff <laughs> Yeah, that that would be. You would just have to be very organized, in at least in chunks. Like you would have to be like, all right, on this day, I'm gonna plan out the next like yeah. month or two months or three months, and you would have to do that. And if you took responsibility for doing that, I think you could do it. But going back to the Jakob interview, the way he talked about it was pretty much their training is the same year to year, but there's just small tweaks. It's not like they actually change that much. And the other thing that he brought up is he said. And I, I would be, I don't know if this is public knowledge. Maybe this is what they keep hidden. But he said that he thinks that their final week, four weeks going into the big race of the year is what separates them. Which, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not because yeah. Jakob is winning races from breaks the very start of the year. <laughs> yeah, but he said what they do in that time period is amazing. And so I don't I think that must be private then. Otherwise... People would be uh, maybe copying. You can't reveal all these secrets. Great magicians don't reveal all this. Maybe once the three of us get kicked off the team, we'll just we could we could all collab on coaching. Be coffee club coaching. 
Mate, I would be, mate, I'd be useless. Coaching I collective. I couldn't, I, I couldn't organize a hookup in a brothel. I'd be absolutely <laughs> useless. So I'd need to rely on you two um, quite a bit. What do you mean? You coached Avery for a good um, couple of days? I mean, I coached him in life. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, mm-hmm. uh, no, I mean, he, he's at Toledo, you know, got him there. But I think in general, I, I just, I feel like I still have so much learn, to learn about the sport. And I feel like Jakob in particular, as well as his brothers, have got so much knowledge there um, already. So I don't know. Maybe I could just, maybe need more. I need more experience, more maturity to uh, okay, hopefully I'm- absorb. <laughs> information i'm not sure if this is a good time to bring it up but do you remember that time when we were on a run and we had a really big argument because you were convinced that you could oh, yeah. 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 better than pete julian I still, feel like, I still feel like i could i, still I don't know if this is a good good time to bring that up but we had like a proper argument because all these said i can coach donovan brazier better than pete julian yeah I feel like I could. I, just, I let him well, go fly fishing for an hour and then <laughs> make him do 200s at 21 in the morning. And uh, we would be based in uh, uh, like wherever he wants. Wherever he wants. Florida, probably. And, uh, yeah. And then I'd uh, just make sure he gets in at least an hour and a half of fishing a day and then do the workout as well. They got us through a good 10-mile run. <laughs> yeah. That was one of those yeah, runs was- where... You're like, I don't know if we should be arguing so strongly right now, but it's really yeah. making time go quick. So I'm just gonna keep it going. <laughs> we went, we went all in. We didn't, we didn't really like want to want to back. Oh, I didn't want to back off at all. I thought this would be fun to see how far we can uh, we can push myself and my my uh, inept to think that I could coach one of the best 800 meter runners uh, in the US. Mm-hmm. So the world, that was pretty funny. Actually, you know who I feel like I could coach though, Bryce Hopple. I feel like he'd be super chill to coach. Yeah, he seems like he's, he's like a, a man, chill that, like pretty chill guy. Um, I think if you had him and Donovan Brazier in a training squad together, and you were the coach, you could do a, you could do a lot with that. I think, yeah, you get them out fishing. I mean, I don't yeah. know how much Bryce likes fishing, well, but my, I'm sure he would well, get Bryce into would it. Bryce would just play. He'd play Xbox or something. I mean, I wouldn't be known as coach though. I'd be known as head whore, and uh, I'd make sure that head whore. the boys are having a good time, not just physically but spiritually. Who would you not want to coach? Um, who would I not want to coach? Dathan. <laughs> Dathan. Dathan would be a fucking hassle to coach because I feel like he'd be the sort of guy who's like, I want more, I want more. And I'm like, I can't give you any more. You're going to fracture something. But he seems like a guy that just crushes everything all the time. I obviously didn't ever train with him, but from what I've heard through his training, particularly with marathons, he's just relentless with the cross training too. I don't know if I could handle that. But you'd be, yeah, I don't think you would want to coach a marathoner. I don't think you would want to coach any marathoner. That would be just – you can't prescribe them fishing. They have to spend a lot of time running, and that's just not that fun. Mm. Mm. So, uh, subscribe them uh, <laughs> podcasts. Subscribe them. Or music. Prescribe, prescribe, <laughs> prescribe them podcasts. Prescribe Podcast them, listening. Yeah, it's, on their, it's on their prescription. Podcasts, like music. It. Ollie would just prescribe – no and, stretching, uh, no drills, no strides, no, <laughs> no warm up. Hey, Emma Bates did say yeah. Emma Bates did say on our podcast that she doesn't get massages and she. I haven't had a massage so. since. Very successful. No, I have. Damn it, <laughs> I lied. <laughs> lied. I wish that was my reality. Unfortunately, it's not. But a couple of the other interesting things that Jakob said, which just going back to 
about how smart and kind of mature he is for his age is because I actually wrote some notes down from it because I'm a freaking nerd. But because I was just like, wow, I can't believe like he has, he is so chill and smart with his stuff. He pretty much, like he was talking about how you can't forget the basic principles that got you there. And that's him talking about how like he knows what's important, I guess, and what's not. And that's why like year to year, they're repeating the important stuff, the foundations. And then he also said, which this is obvious, but still to like hear someone say it is pretty cool. He said, it's not the one who trains the hardest that is the strongest runner. So, I mean, obviously he trains very hard, like because he's so good. But it's just like Dang. interesting to hear him having that kind of mentality with it. Sounds, you know? It sounds so wise. Wait, so if it's not the hardest, um, who, who is it? It's just the best, I guess. The one who trains the smartest is what he's saying. Yeah, but he didn't. Fit, <laughs> yeah, he didn't say that. Though. No, he's not. He's maybe giving away all else. the secrets. <laughs> yeah, he's a magician, isn't he? Cheeky bugger. He's telling you what it's um, not, not what it is. Yeah. <laughs> He's telling me it's not – you don't train hard. So he's telling his competitors, don't train hard. He's just trying to get in your head. Very, very good. He's just trying to get in your head. Yeah, because then <laughs> he's telling everyone to not train because then you'll be good. So I'm just going to do that. I'm not going to train. Don't listen to a word of it. Train hard. It's quite well, a, how do we – Train hard, it's, sorry. It's quite, it's so quite a riddle. change the subject big time just then. Is that right? How do we feel about Josh Kerr and Henry wins half marathons? <laughs> I don't know why that made me think of Josh. Conf- confused. My feeling is confused. I'm, I'm impressed. impressed. I'm impressed. Confused. Um, All right. Morgan's confused. Ollie's impressed. I'm impressed. I'm not really confused. I mean, like, I feel like Josh coming off this year and everything that um, kind of went through is like, oh, I need to do more strength work. I need to be more firing on those cannons. You know what I mean? So, Whiteman, for example, did a really good 3K uh, earlier in the year. And he produced some amazing results to the end of the year. He's probably thinking, you know what's better yeah, than a three K, boys? <laughs> Bloody half marathon. Let's do a half marathon. Let's post it on our Instagram story and just get the boys shaking in their yeah, boots. You want to one up him, Ollie? You want to um, one up him? Do which it. is what do he's a done. Full marathon. <laughs> I'll do. I'll do a marathon on the boost treadmill at ninety eight percent. Run a two oh six. I think you could do it. That is like just so random. Was it, it is crazy that was who do you uh, sorry sorry Morgan where, where do you run it do you guys know San Diego right San Diego I think I don't know that's what I was gonna ask I didn't know if it was like he did it in an official half marathon or he just went and ran a half marathon originally I training. thought he just went out and did one it was like a thirteen point one mile tempo but it actually looked like a race I guess that's the way to do it if you're gonna do it you may as well that's like when. Cinta did her first 13-mile long run. She went 13.1 just so she could tell people that she had done a, a half marathon rather than a 13-mile run, which it does sound a lot more impressive. So mm-hmm. I get it. But that makes me – like, why didn't we run a half marathon? Um, I feel like we were going to get our cadence tested by Ritz first. That was because <laughs> <laughs> we did crush champs. Doesn't he do that cadence test? We gotta do that special test for marathoners. We gotta do that first before we can do that. I don't do know that. if that's what it's called. I don't. I don't think it's a cadence test, Ollie. <laughs> what is it? What do you test? You test your How ability many to your arms uh, does? to burn fat, which is a similar metric to cadence. Wait. So they Except wait. How much fat? Ollie does that test every day eating fast food. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I Ollie, pretty much. Burn it, baby. 
So everyone that's listening is going to be really confused. We're giving away some big team secrets right now, but some people on our team did some testing. Oh shit! At CU. Team it was on Instagram. It was on Instagram. To, uh, <laughs> big team it's secrets. Team secret. Sorry. To to Sorry. see if they how good at marathoning they are, and essentially, I think the main test that they do to see if they're good at the marathon is you look at what. I guess, macronutrients, your body burns. I don't know how your body, pro- like the energy system works and how much fat you burn specifically because I think, could be wrong, if you are burn more fat compared to other stuff, that means you're going to be better at the longer distances, aka the, the marathon. Uh, I don't think they're taken into account, which is a, uh, a good thing because you don't have too many of those, Ollie. So if that but was in the you, test, yeah, you, you would struggle. Don't want to lose you those. Just burn, don't want to Mountain Dew. <laughs> Does that make you a good marathon? The, the Mountain Dew nutrients. I can't uh, wait for Ollie I mean, to run a marathon fueled by Mountain Dew. Honestly, so I did. Um, I mean, I did hear from uh, Ritz. He just said, well, guys, it looks like Joel's going to be a 157 marathon runner and Alicia's going to be a 201 marathon runner. So... Big things ahead. We're excited. Well, I, I'm not. Um, can, why did Ritz? Why did, I didn't get that opportunity. He told me he, he, he wanted me to do it. And I was like, I couldn't think of anything worse than doing that test. Because I think you have to run for like 10 miles on a treadmill with like a thing strapped to your face or something like that. Sounds horrible. Yeah, it doesn't sound that fun. But yeah, George, I asked him as well. And he said, you're not good enough. Come back to me when you, uh, when you do something. So Come back that's to me what when I'm trying to do something. right now. <laughs> but i mean do you really want to run the marathon george no not yet what if what if it told you that that was like what if it what if it told you that you have to run the marathon like your results your test was so good that you're instantly getting moved up to the marathon maybe well i'd straight away <laughs> retire i'd retire <laughs> and they're not allowed to do normal events <laughs> yeah so yeah, uh, that's a bit of an Rich, aside. Should we get is back just really to the... putting us in a box here, and I don't like it. Rich is putting us in the box. Of... We got to escape the box, boys. Outside the box. Running. Outside the box. You're shit at running for two hours. Go back to the track. <laughs> don't like. Go back to like New Zealand. Oh <laughs> no, no, we'll we'll get it all sorted one day. But we'll figure it out. So that's all that. That's how I guess we like, we didn't really talk about the race very much. I guess I did. Jakob yeah. crushed it, and then Charles Hicks backed up his NCAA win in the under twenty threes, which was good to see him getting it done. Always favorite Charles Hicks. So my boy, my muse. That my muse. That's all that. The other big story, which was not a big story because it was very quiet, was that Mark Scott left the Bowman Track Club, which. Bowman Track Club got us through about our first 30 episodes of the podcast, and then we haven't really given them much attention lately. So it's, I think it's a good time to check back in with them. Mm. Uh, what, do, what do you guys think about this one, this little maneuver? Well, Mark Scott trotting away from Bowman. Interesting. Very interesting. Quite concerning. I mean, I feel like Bowman shouldn't be uh, excited about losing another Olympian and another heavy hitter like him, but I guess it seems like he's he's moving away into to other you know opportunities. I don't know if he's coming back to the US. Um, I did hear that he was still in Europe, so maybe he's just going to be setting up base there. Maybe he just hates the idea of going to Eugene, and he's like, "I'm out. 
Um, but I don't know. It, it, it is a bit strange because I don't know how you guys felt with the social media and stuff, but it seems like it went under the radar quite a bit, um, that kind of announcement. Like I didn't see anybody post about it. Didn't see Citrus Mag post about it or um, run, run Let's. So it's just a bit, it's a bit weird. I don't know. I, I feel like right now, like, cause they added uh Cooper teardrop to the, to the roster. So that's a pretty big name that's coming in to help out with all those workouts. And I'm sure he's going to be crushing it. And uh, yeah, leaving, leaving the team now, it's just interesting to see that, that move. And he didn't really explain much of it in, in these Instagram, um, unless you guys are able to read into it better read, than I read was. Read between the lines. No, it was, it was very, it was very cryptic. His Instagram, yeah. the, First paragraph of it is a quote. Sometimes change is a good thing. Is a good thing. I honestly thought I'd represent the Bowman Track Club for the duration of my professional career, but after five years with this group, I'll be making a change for 2023 and beyond. To me, that makes it seem like he didn't want to leave. They forced him. But did they force him out by moving the contract thing? By moving to Eugene? But why wouldn't he just say that? I thought I'd be there for the rest of my career, but after five years, they've moved to Eugene. So (laughs) they moved. I don't think you're allowed to why, say why that. Not? Maybe, maybe that's what he was saying. Maybe George is right. Maybe that's what he was saying, but he didn't say it that, that way. That doesn't sound that. He just said it in that the way. Sound he that doesn't sound that damning. Portray it best to call him out for moving to Eugene, so you don't want to be on the team. No. So therefore, if he doesn't, I mean, that's a, it's hard to look into it because if people are leaving now, you can just easily say uh, the Eugene thing, as opposed to yeah. I mean, to be honest, okay. So imagine OAC moves to somewhere in Iowa, and we leave the team. It's like. We'll leave the team because we don't want to move to Iowa. I, I feel like that's a appropriate Yeah, but response. you would probably say that. You know, because you don't want to live Would there. you say that? Or would you? <laughs> yeah, would that's what I'm you, saying. Would you have a cryptic post? I, I don't think... I would say that. No, I would say that. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe he's being cryptic about it because maybe Nike's very sensitive because Eugene's like where, you know, Nike has all their uh, bells and whistles and things like that. So... I think there are some bells, more bells and whistles. Important. But in general... Yeah, there is, but I think is isn't Eugene like the spot like Beaver Town? Beaver Town, I'm thinking of. But that's in Portland, but Beaver Town's that's in where Portland. they were. That's where they were previously based. Beaverton's just outside Portland. That's where the Nike headquarters is. But uh, my thing from for Mark Scott is, if you're from the UK, surely you don't have that much of an attachment to Portland compared to moving to Eugene. Do you think like Eugene is really that much more shit? Especially if you're going to be at training camp and flag stuff. Or Park City most of the year anyway. I feel like, mm. I don't know, maybe this is a bit of a Pat Tiernan situation where the contract just wasn't good enough for him and he just he just had to move on because for more those types of reasons. I guess we'll find out. if he Maybe he fell in love and found a woman. Well, maybe he will have a new, maybe he'll have a new sponsor come January. Is that what you're suggesting? Mm. Yeah. You might join OEC. <laughs> suggesting. Wait, is he, jo- is he joining our team? <laughs> nah, nah, he's not joining our Is he joining our team? Nah, he joined Dude, that would, be, that would be a classic troll if we get back and he's already moved to Boulder and Ritz didn't tell us. Yeah, he's taking my room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, I didn't tell you. I'm sorry. Ali, you, you gotta go. You gotta go. Um, <laughs> yeah. That would be, that would mean, be uh, quite funny, actually. I would the revival of the Oregon Trek Club also Ritz. happened in the last... That is yeah, a good point, George. What do you think of the, sh- the photo shoot on yeah, Instagram? How do I? I mean, I, lo- I like new generation a lot. So mm. I think the way they're going about it is really cool. I'm honestly really impressed that 
it's able to happen. We've talked about the Oregon Track Club a little bit, and I think it's really cool to have such a new iteration of it. You know what I mean? Like it's so different. You would have never thought that it would get to the stage where it's essentially a bunch of young, like 20-year-old kids that are kind of dictating the way the team looks and his future. It's very interesting to have Ben Thomas as the coach and all that. So mm. it, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they go because essentially in terms of elite, elite runners, it's just Cole Hawker and then a bunch of like pretty good guys from Oregon. So it's not like a really built-up team in that sense, but it's very interesting to see them have the whole social media side of it taken care of so much. Essentially, you know, very similar to Tinman, you know what I mean? Which I don't think you would have expected mm. Oregon Track Truck Club to end up looking like that. But it so, seems as though they're... I think it's going to be the Nike. Like it's not associated with Nike now. So and they're just putting a a logo on Cole's jersey, but not on the other jerseys. So I wonder if, if anyone else... I did, interested. I did I not it, realize like, that. Just Cole's jersey yeah, I didn't has a Nike logo and the others just say Oregon TC. So maybe you could join that team with any. That's awesome. You're incredibly perceptive, no, George. Somewhere. This is what oh, we okay. missed last week. This is what we missed last <laughs> That's week. What we, need. we needed you. We needed you to have this type Expertise. of detail. But you're too busy emceeing and crushing it at your brother's wedding. Well, that's cool because then you can have a lot of collaboration there with other brands, right? Or even another brand that's will step in and sponsor be, the rest could of the team. could be a Mountain Dew runner on that team. No way. Oh, God, don't get the me colors, started. The colors match up pretty well. They the do two match up green. extremely well. But when is there going to be a would... Buffalo Wild Wings runner? <laughs> that's that's the future that I want to live in. That's the future but... that I want to be a part of. <laughs> I would have expected that Nike would have owned the Oregon Track Club. Um, yeah. What would you call it? The trade trade the, the white like the Maybe the brand, just a contract. Which, mm. yeah, so interesting. Because Oregon Track Club works. Ben Crawford is running this thing. Oregon. Oregon Track Club is way older ben than Crawford. Nike. Right? Yeah. Mm. Got to be. Not sure. We have to fact check that one. Citrus can check that one. I mean, I mean, in general, like, I don't even know. Do we have the rights to our name? OAC? Sure I don't think do. I even have the right to Morgan McDonald. I think on owns. I think we signed that away with our contracts, to be honest. What if mm, my dignity is gone with when they were contract. talking about coming up with their OAC name? One of us should have just bought it and then, <laughs> then, sold, it, and then <laughs> sold it back to them. Yeah. Jordy, you're coming up with all these ideas they're too late, mate. That would have been unreal if you did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have Coffee Club, though, uh, right? We have the name Coffee Club, don't we? Do we have the name? Morgan, uh, please uh, tell me we have Coffee Club. Yeah, I think we do. I don't know. Please, okay. no one else try, try and try and steal it from us. We have, well, we'll have a fan come in and, and Tom Wayne. Tom Wayne is probably born every iteration <laughs> of Coffee Club. Yeah, Coffee Club podcast, Coffee Club TC. He's probably bought all of them. Okay, isn't it questionable that we actually own the rights to OAC as a organization? Because you see all the. Have you guys seen how there's all the advertising for OAC in New York, and it's the mm. older. It means something else. I, I don't Auto think adult that centers. Own, there's yeah, it's something something else. Yeah. So I don't even know if well, we don't know what's old adults. Yeah, I don't want I don't don't mean to say this. I probably get in trouble for saying this, but I'm pretty sure there's like legal battles with the name currently because there are people that own the OAC, not on Athletics Club, but they own OAC. So I think there are a couple legal battles with the uh that name. But I I'm pretty sure everyone has legal battles with names like 
that's why you know like just the way it goes i mean who owns ba- i guess bauman would be owned by nike that name must be like somebody else can't just take bauman track club or um, yeah maybe maybe just double check that maybe just try make make it yes next time a pro group forms as soon as we hear rumors about the name we'll we trademark it, it <laughs> we'll buy it and then we'll sell it back to them for like millions of dollars and that's how we get rich and re- and retire that sounds like a um i love that idea i don't know <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're stock so. trading and trading and we're name traders <laughs> Yeah, we're name traders. I'm sure there are people who that's their full-time gig is just essentially, it's not, it's a hustle. That's their full-time hustle is getting all those domains and stuff, all the websites and then selling them back to people for profits because, you know, especially like an Instagram page, I'm pretty sure people buy good names for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how, how that works exactly, but I can see like why it happens. But I bought my name. Ma- <laughs> Oli Hall. Instagram. Yeah, had to pay for it. How much? How much did you buy it for? Um, three DoorDash meals. Was um, was standard ma- price. Was Mail Hall sixty nine taken? Guys. Yeah, so was Slippery Gypsy, but we do what we can, boys. I mean, like that. I feel like that that kind of gig though. You must be a bit. You must get in a bit of strife because. People get really upset when they've got a name and then somebody swoops in, grabs it, and then you have to pay to the highest bidder to grab it. It's well, up. didn't Ritz take the On Athletics Club Instagram? Oh, yeah, I think you can go follow it still. He has the, he has the Instagram it's and It's got Twitter. a bunch of followers. Um, but the Twitter only follows two people. Um, it follows Joe Klecker and uh, <laughs> Tim and Elite. And then the other, uh, the Instagram doesn't follow anyone. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, we, we've been in this argument before about us having our own social channels, but in general... If I was Ritz, man, I'm, like not, I'm not I'm not just giving that to them. I'm I'm selling yeah. that to them. I'm not I'm just giving that it. to them. Yeah, which is not good. It. I would do the same to Ritz. Due to the fact of how badly we want an Instagram and we're not able to get one. So this is definitely a point <laughs> in the opposite side from what we want but yeah i'm not i'm not just giving that away i'm gonna sell that for some good money that's how that's do we convince Ritz to give us that password? Think. <laughs> we gotta um, we gotta figure it. out a way to just let his let his guard down so maybe we get alicia to like go and <laughs> ask him for it because i feel like if the three of us or even joe or any of the boys go up and ask him he's like what are you asking that for leave me alone and then if it's alicia then you'd be like oh, okay and then here's the password and then alicia gives it to us and then we're golden i think my the way I would go about it is you would have to invent a type of men in black type device that wipes people's memories because I think the only way Ritz could do it is if he was completely ignorant to the fact that he had given us the password, you know what I mean? So that he has yeah. no he's not implicated at all in the crime of us illegally posting on the Honor Place <laughs> Club Instagram and, and what getting would be it the going. first post. What would be the first post, boys? <sighs> If we were able to get the Instagram running. Well, honestly, I don't know if we would go about it trying to be like really proper or really funny. I think that we should hire whoever runs no context track. X we should turn the page and just have him. XCTC. And just, yeah, just have him just run it as a meme page. I think that's <laughs> probably from a marketing standpoint, the most, the smartest option that you could do in this scenario. Because think about how many boring 
team pages there are. And yes, they work. The Bauman one has 100K followers or whatever and probably sells hella merch. And it's probably really successful for the all the athletes in the team and does a good job at sharing their stories and and all that. I think um, you've just, so think you've just it is a good thing to have. reasoned out why it should be like that. <laughs> no, I, I was saying, saying all those reasons as reasons for why we should have an Instagram, you know. But yeah, uh, well... Honestly, I feel like we've covered most of what we we're going to cover today, and now we're just talking in circles. Is there anything else that is of uh, import that you guys would like to discuss on this platform today? Not going to have this opportunity to. I would like week. to talk about Christmas. 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 Wait, is this going to be the last the episode podcast, before Christmas? Oh my god, the next it is. Podcast is after Christmas, so I'd love to have a chat about Christmas. I have a few things, boys. If you have a bit of time, do uh, it right. <laughs> Workouts on Christmas, good for the sport, bad for the sport. Doing a workout on Christmas Day, what do you think? I I actually think we, good we for the sport. We had a workout. I don't. Day. I think I think I think if it's solo, bad for the sport. But if you're meeting a bunch of people, good for the sport because then it's a really like fun thing to do at like. But you have to do it early in the morning. You can't do it at like ten a.m. You have to get it done. Mm on christmas day pretty early so then you can move on to the rest of your christmas day festivities but i used to always love i would go to training with my squad back in the day like 7 a.m and kind of just like fuck around in the session and just you're so joyous on that day so it's cool to it actually you know it is more fun than like a 10 mile easy run which can be kind of boring yeah so it's a bit bit tedious bit tedious if i if i have easy run and lift on christmas that would be the most depressing thing. Way worse. That would be way worse than a workout. You'd rather have a day off or a workout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another question: sponsored athletes giving free gear that they got to uh, family members. Good for sport, <laughs> bad for the sport. Not getting a gift out of their own pocket. Good for the sport. Do you think that's good for the sport? <laughs> good for the sport. I'm trying to. I'm trying to avoid sport, doing that. Bad for, I'm trying to give my parent. I, bad for family relationships. Yeah, I I mean, like, I give, we're lucky enough to be able to give family, like, gear and stuff. But in Christmas, you want to be able to, you know, put a bit of personal touch to a gift. And I feel like giving away a pair of on shoes is kind of like a bit, you know, you could, yeah, you you could can do, do so that much anytime. more. You know, get, yeah, get a nice book or, um, a, you know, little coupons for back rubs, <laughs> something like that. It's a nice, nice gift. Gift voucher for a nice restaurant, a lot of yeah. alcohol. Um, on is hard to come by down under still, I think, though. So I think if it you is, can yeah. get some on gear to your family, they really appreciate it. Yeah. Mm. It's not as popular. How did our Christmas um, wishes for the sport go last year? Is that what we did? Did we have Christmas gifts? To <laughs> we did. We had a Christmas Didn't episode. Did any of those happen? We'll have to go back and check the tapes. You know what? Oh, we'd have to go back in the archives, have George. To check tapes on that one. Got no clue. I'm going to assume yeah. they all came true. <laughs> I mean, we could also do that after Christmas. Maybe we could like look through it and then uh, next week's podcast, we can kind of see if those uh, those wishes came true after Christmas. I'm pretty sure that I wish for Oli to not make it to the final of the World Champs and then to have a heroic comeback and win the comp game. So. <laughs> Secretly, that's what you wish. That's what you wish. <laughs> yeah. I don't, know. I don't know if that was – I don't know if I said that publicly or that was just quietly <laughs> I wish for that. But I'm pretty sure that I manifested that to happen. <laughs> that's what you wrote to Santa. <laughs> I know this is going to be really hard for everyone, but please don't let Ollie make it to the World Champs final. I know he's going to be one of the best runners in the world. And 
at that point, he'll probably even be favorite to take down Jakob, but don't let him do it. <laughs> Where did oh, say that I mean, come dude, from? It is a shit fight that wish came true. Dude, I have so much shit in my room. Look at this. Oh, he's yeah, just going through his just going home now. He uh, just put his sailor hat on. I got this mask. Look how terrifying this mask is. What is that? It's Borderlands, the game. Oh, Borderlands. That's creepy. It's really creepy. No, it is creepy. I also have this voice. (laughs) US flag. Good to to carry around Australia. Very useful. Where'd you steal that from? Well, this one? Stole it from... uh, like, you know, like the little carts that you see in uh, a lot of the grocery stores and like the old people on it and they have a little flag on the back. Just took it off one of those and took it home with me. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you stole it from a grave. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> that would have been real dark. All right. This podcast, I think, is going down some really, uh, some really deep and dark holes right now. If we keep talking, we're definitely gonna say something that would get us cancelled but honestly if you're listening to the podcast this deep you're probably you're probably very much so team coffee club so i i trust anyone who's still listening to this episode that even if we said the most egregious thing possible you would probably just sweep it under the rug for us <laughs> would defend us your life you would defend us so um ollie any other christmas questions uh yes one mo- one more mistletoe <laughs> Do you, are you guys planning on having a mistletoe for your Christmas party? <laughs> I, I, I don't. Uh, have, I've never had mistletoe around here. I don't even know what it looks like. Doesn't grow in New Zealand, I don't think. No one, no one would want to kiss me not. anyway. Well, that's good for the sheep then, George. <laughs> no one would want to kiss me. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Oh, don't say that. Sheep are happy. You're back. I bet. I don't, they're probably exhausted. Yeah, there's a lot happy of you're back. There's a lot of sheep out there that want to give you a kiss. Go to the farm, find a nice sheep. <laughs> nice. Uh, I wouldn't do it with Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you treat those sheep nice when you go back to the yeah. farm. Yeah. Buy them dinner first. They are dinner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, they are true. Checkmate. Checkmate. George, George is just like whispering there. You're going to be my dinner in six weeks. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Ollie, what happens on a on a whore Christmas? Whore Christmas, extremely yeah, traditional. Yeah, the whore household. Um, usually we you wake go to church. Mum gets. Uh, yeah, nah, we don't go to church. We uh, we do do some Christmas um, give, gift giving, and then we have Fruit Loops for breakfast because Mum used to buy Fruit Loops when we were young because that's the only time we we're allowed to buy um, shitty cereal. And then we go to the beach and go for a surf, have a picnic, relax. And then we go to my mum's sister's uh, for a very traditional English um, Christmas lunch slash dinner, which is like ham, turkey, um, potatoes, yams, yams, mint sauce, uh, gravy. And uh, yeah, and then just have a lot of alcohol, have some good times, enjoy the hopefully warm weather. I think it's going to be the warmest day on Christmas Day for us in Australia, yeah. so in Sydney in particular. So looking forward to that. But um, we should, if we're this late in the pod, we might as well wish our listeners that are still here with us a very Merry Christmas. Um, very Merry Christmas. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what would happen at the Whole House. Beautiful. Sweet. Beautiful. Is yours pretty standard, George? Pretty, pretty similar? Yeah, pretty standard, pretty similar. 
don't know what we're going to be doing. Eating mostly Pims. Pims or Aperol Spritz, normally the drink of choice. Normally lamb Very nice. on the menu. Not sure if we'll go out to the beach. Actually, which one do you no, sacrifice? No, I have heard we're taking like very similar we're taking a picnic out to the beach for brunch slash coffee thing if you if we go to our beach there's like a um there's just like a parking lot and then you just walk down the sand oh i would not tell there's like a secret table shit people are gonna find it mm. don't want anyone else to oh, take yeah, that what about one of our fans waiting for you oh, yeah we won't mention it <laughs> there's like a little here. spot there's a little hidey spot down on the sand so i think that's in the cards Hopefully, it's going to be sunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, mine's similar, actually. I go to the beach in the morning, and then we do a big lunch. So look at that. We're all the exact same people. We all come from That's the same it. families. Yep. Good to know. But, yeah, I feel like that's it for this episode of the Coffee Club podcast. I think we discussed a lot of nothing for a long time. What a impressively. wonderful uh, if, you're st- <laughs> if you're still listening, as always said, yeah, big Merry Christmas to you all hope that you guys are having a great time with your family friends or whatever you do to celebrate or if you don't celebrate christmas hope that you still just have a lovely day hope all your days are lovely but yeah thanks everyone for listening that's episode 65 of the show we'll see you guys all next week